0: The obituary in the New York Times, June 17, 2002, reads, Gino Murley, who was awarded the Medal of Honor in World War II for operating a machine gun that blocked a German advance at a U.S. Army outpost in Belgium, died June 11 at his home in Packville, Pennsylvania. He was 78. Mr. Murley fought with the 1st Infantry Division in two epic battles. On June 6, 1944, he took part in the D-Day invasion of Normandy, going ashore at Omaha Beach. In December 1944, he was in the Battle of the Bulge, but it was a firefight outside a Belgian town midway between those two campaigns that brought him the nation's highest award for valor. On September 4, 1944, Private Murley was a machine gunner with the 1st Infantry Division's 18th Infantry when 14 men from his company set up a roadblock near the village of salle a few miles from the French border.
1: This is about dusk. Sergeant Patinsky sends out a patrol to find out where the enemy was. Well they come back in about a half an hour and they report that there were about a hundred German soldiers marching down the road straight at us. So we doubled up our efforts, and got ready to hold that road. And Then we saw them. We couldn't believe our eyes. They were ahead of us, they were behind us, on our flanks. There was a lot more than the 100 reported by the patrol. It was like they were coming down from out of the sky, or popping up from the ground. After the first volley of fire, those Germans scattered like ants. But they came back four more times. The last time they came through, all they found were lifeless bodies. My assistant Gunner and I were laying face down in our foxhole. He was on top of me. He was dead. I remember feeling his breath on my face for just a moment. And then he was gone. He was brand new to a replacement. He just came over from the States a few days before. And he was just a kid. I was all by myself now. And the Germans. They started jabbing the bodies to make sure everybody was dead. They stuck a bayonet in me, in my buttocks. They stuck me four times, and I didn't move. It was then that I knew that God was with me in that hole. I remember thinking about the spear that they, they thrust into the side of Christ. I didn't move, so they were convinced I was dead, and as soon as they had passed, I opened fire. I killed them all. And they fell without a sound. In front of that gun.
0: Actor Michael Fallon, featured in Gino Murley, The Healing Hero, produced by WVIA-TV, and adapted from an original play by Tom Flannery, The Last Thoughts of Gino Murley. Scranton Public Theatre will present Tom Flannery's play this Thursday evening at Lackawanna College in Scranton with Bob Schlesinger as Gino Murley. Schlesinger is founding artistic director of Scranton Public Theatre, and he stopped in at the WVIA studios to talk with us about the theater's founding 42 years ago, and how the last thoughts of Gino Murley is a significant part of the theater's mission.
2: I, I was down in the D.C. area, and I said, i got to do something positive with my life. And uh, somehow I got involved with the theater down there uh, for a little while, and somebody told me at a little soiree at the Kennedy Center, I asked one of the producers there, I said, what, where do you see theater in America going? And they said, well, the savior of the American theater is the professional development of the regional theaters of our nation. And the light bulb instantly went off in my head, and I said, i got to move back to Scranton, the Scranton, Wilkes-Barre, Hazleton region, and Poconos. And I said, that's what i got to do. So I took my own money, and I came back here, and I invested it. And somehow it has sustained me way beyond what I ever thought I could imagine. And then out of that came a lot of offshoots, you know, This Grant Jazz Festival happened, our children's programs, our schools' programs in the schools, all the stuff we did in the parks. I don't think there's a facility in northeastern Pennsylvania that we haven't played at. And that goes from Nanticoke all the way up to the New York state border. So here we are now. Now we're back to another project, which is... uh, I can't tell you how proud I am of this project because when the writer, Tom Flannery, who uh, his father was Joseph X. Flannery, uh, one of the prime columnists for the Scranton Times, he calls me up one day and says, Bob, I got this play that my dad suggested I write. Uh, it's about Gino Murley. I said, the Medal of Honor guy? And he goes, I said, that's a great idea. I said, Tom, write it. So three days later, he, he wrote it. He sends me his hands me a script, and so of course you know in the theater you, you don't always settle on the first writing. So I said, Tom, we gotta you know we gotta we gotta fiddle with this. I'm not sure I can sell it to the general public right away because I'm basically a producer. I said we may have to whittle it down so I can look at schools because the kids uh, should know who Geno Murley was. Murley Sarnowski Park, Geno Murley Drive, the Geno. M- J. Murley Veterans Center downtown Scranton, and and one time I asked a high school student from Scranton High, "Do you know who Geno Murley is?" And I said, "You know the building right down there uh, on Mulberry Street," and she goes, "Well, uh, well, yeah, he's a politician, isn't he?" And and it was there when I just went, "No, no, no, he 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 didn't find the money to put the Murley Center there. He's the guy that they named it after because." he's one of the most famous citizens to come out of our region. I felt everybody should know who he is. So here we are. Tom wrote it back in 2007. And you know where are we now? 2022. So we've kept this play alive since then. And we've had oh, well over 50,000 people see the play, primarily high school students, teachers, uh, that nature, vets. And it's just been one of our most successful plays. It started right here with professionals from this region. It had a tremendous influence on it. WVIA did a TV show on it called Genome Early, the Healing Hero. And uh, I went, wow, this, this little project has really found legs. So now, uh, coming up with our 12th tour of the play, we've got high school shows. But one of the main things was, is I wanted to, I, I, don't, I know the high school kids are a good audience, but our main audience, I feel, has been people my age, the baby boomers and their offspring, because Gino was a World War II Congressional Medal of Honor recipient who was not only highly decorated, but people like Tom Brokaw, who was uh, NBC uh, anchorman for many, many years. He loved Gino. He referred to Gino as one of the inspirations for his books, The Greatest Generations. And there was, I've got pictures of him with Tom Hanks at the World War II Memorial Gala, along with Katie Couric. So, Gino, wherever he went, people fell in love with him. And Tom Flannery wrote a great piece of theater. And Tom and I have collaborated on a number of pieces. I said, Tom, this is a winner. And I said, the only way we can really make this work is if Scranton Public Theater becomes the owner of the script. And with that, you will get a royalty every single time we play it. So Tom wrote this back in 2007. Uh, I said, you haven't had to lift a finger, really, other than change a couple lines. And, you know, you, you're starting to get up there as far as royalties is concerned, which makes me thrilled because that's the way it works, certainly in the professional theater. And we've been paying our actors since 1982 and never going to get rich on it. But I do know they pay their rents or their mortgages. And um, so that's another good thing. So now November 10th, which is Thursday night, the night before Veterans Day, we're doing a special presentation of the play at the People's Security Bank Theater at Lackawanna College. And it starts at 7. Now we're going to open up with the Gene Dempsey Orchestra, which will play traditional music from the World War II period, plus some of the military themes. And then we come on afterwards. And uh, so it promises to be a great night. All the proceeds from the evening go to uh, veterans' causes. So we got a winner, I think, unless I forget my lines, because I'm doing the play now. And I put on my actor's cap because I want to do the play. It's such a great piece for an actor to sink their teeth into. And I love the character. So, you know, those are perfect ingredients for an actor. Great script, a wonderful character that you can't help but love. And uh, so I've really done my homework here. And I look forward to people coming out and see this because I'm going to be giving it a thousand percent. And I'm very proud of the piece. And uh, I just want to say one thing, the, the sponsors, because, you know, COVID got in the way for a couple years there. And it was going to be sponsored back in 2020. But I've been staying in touch with uh, the Unico, Scranton Chapter, and the Unico people in general, with Chris DiMatteo and Jim Sagona, who's the new president. And I said, come on, when are we going to do this play? And they went, well, let's do it for the Veterans Day celebrations. I said, good. It's 50 minutes long, so it's not a, a long night in the theater, but it's a fast 50 minutes. There's tons of material in there. We go into the night that he was awarded the Congressional Medal, which was a very scary night in Belgium. And they say that Gino killed 50 people, which really bothered him. He was really, really bothered because there's a line in the play that says, You know, after we got off the battlefield and they cleaned me up, he said, I went to my sergeant, I said, We've got to go say some prayers for the dead, our dead, their dead, because they all had families. Some had kids, and they all had mothers who were soon going to be getting the news that their son had been killed in battle, and I'm responsible for it. So having talked to his family, a lot of the information came from his kids, Gino, the doctor, Maria, Phil, and cousins like uh, Chet Murley. Uh, a lot of that information came from them so it's uh, it's documented
0: the idea is that you have to take us on a journey in this 50 minutes right and gino is reliving this experience in belgium it starts
2: and- it starts with him in his later years and he's being interviewed by an imaginary biographer so that allows us to talk directly to the audience and so Yes, it covers his later years, but we go back to World War II in Belgium. The nights that were in the lighting is so important. The lighting is really important in this play, as is the sound. So all this stuff happened in the, in the dark. So the lighting represents that. So I'm, I'm able to, uh, with the miracle of stage lighting and sound, transport myself back to when Gino was 19 years old when this happened. I mean, 19 as a kid. And they cleaned him up. They got him back here. And uh, all these things are named after him.
0: Was he uncomfortable with the label, hero, Gino, you're Very hero? Very much.
2: Uh, he didn't go out to win the medal. It was awarded to him. And he would always correct people by saying, you know, well, wait a minute, hold on a second. I, I, I didn't win the medal. I was awarded it, and I'm a recipient. And please understand that distinction because... One thing that really bothered him was the fact that he k- killed so many people. And it really bothered him. And I started this by saying, you know, he he uh, became a very religious man because of it. And uh, just, a, just a great guy. And uh, again, I, I hope people come see this. We're not going to just drop it because uh, the run of the play is over. There's always Veterans Day. There's always Memorial Day but I've discovered it really doesn't matter what day it is. There's enough information and there's enough material. It's funny at times and uh, it's just a great 50 minutes in the theater. So here we are and you've been good enough to have me come down here and be on your show. I'm going to date ourselves. We we go back long way, Erica, and uh, you've been good enough to recognize that we've done good stuff and I'm I'm certainly more than willing to recognize you for all the stuff you guys have done. Wow. It's really cool.
0: And we know, Bob, with Scranton Public Theater, always that dedication to young people and to original work. In this case, it's Tom Flannery, but he's not the only one.
2: No, no, no. We've done plays on the 1902 coal strikes, the the great history from this region, and it's not trumpeted enough, and, and it needs to be. Maybe because I grew up in other areas. I really respect it. And sometimes we get a little bit, uh, and I say we, I mean northeastern Pennsylvania, we get criticized for being a safe player. Well, I don't see that as criticism. I just see sometimes when you play safe, you do better. And, and this play, uh, Tom Flannery pulled no punches. And so, you know, there wasn't many punches to pull with Gino. You. You know, he was just such a good man, you know, spiritual, tough. And he really represented the the fabric of the people who grew up here. So, way to go, Gino. Your spirit is amongst us, and we will continue to trumpet the good things that you've done.
0: Bob Schlesinger, executive director and founder of Scranton Public Theater, speaking with us about The Last Thoughts of Gino Murley, a play written by Tom Flannery, to be presented by Scranton Public Theatre, and that's November 10th, Thursday, beginning at 7 in the evening in People's Security Bank Theatre at Lackawanna College in Scranton. Doors open at 6.30, the show begins at 7, and Bob Schlesinger is assuming the role of Gino Murley. For more information on the web, ScrantonPublicTheater.org and theatre has T-R-E at the end, org. The Last Thoughts of Gino Murley, a play by Tom Flannery, featuring Bob Schlesinger as Gino Murley, this Thursday, November 10th, at 7 o'clock, at People's Security Bank Theatre at Lackawanna College in Scranton. Doors open at 6.30, the show begins at 7. And for more information, Theater dot org